Hey, hey, Firestarters, welcome back. We're coming back at you with a guest episode today that is amazing, if I do say so myself. I am so excited to sit down with Micah Robbins today. She and I actually met at a conference recently and got to know each other, hit it off right away. And I was like, you have to come on the podcast. So Micah is a copywriter for creatives and the face behind Blossom Copy. She hooks creatives up with the words they need to attract their dream clients and sell more. She writes the words on websites, in marketing emails, and on sales pages. Basically, if it has to do with words and making money, she is your gal. Micah holds a degree in writing from Pepperdine University and has helped over 100 creative small business owners level up their messaging game and boost their bottom line since founding Blossom Copy in 2020. So you can guess what we're getting into today. We're talking all about copywriting on your sales pages. What actually goes into making a good sales page? What are those copywriting pieces that you have to have? And a couple of tips for helping you actually get those words out on the page and write really incredible messaging that attracts the right clients for you and makes them want to buy because that is what we all need in our business. So I'm so excited for you to hear all of these incredible tips from Micah. So I'm not going to hold you up anymore. We are going to dive right on in. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where we talk all things marketing, business, and personal development. I'm your host, Haley Luckadoo, the marketing coach, motivational speaker, and Dr. Pepper lover with a mission to connect you with the most incredible women I can find and the tools you need to chase those crazy audacious dreams of yours. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's turn that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Hi, Micah. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, thank you for having me, Haley. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here. We can always use more copywriters on the show and telling us how to write all the beautiful words and all the beautiful pages. So let's kick it off with you just sharing um, a little bit about you and your business and how you got into business. I know you and I met at a conference recently and um, I just loved what you were doing. So tell our audience who you are. Yes, absolutely. I'd love to. So I'm Micah Robbins. My business is called Blossom Copy, and I am a copywriter for creative small business owners. And copywriting is the art and science of using words to elicit action. So I help people who are very visually driven, like photographers, designers, um, coaches. I help them distill their value into the written word so that they can attract their dream clients and sell more. So that's kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of a scary, intimidating word, but it just means (laughs) writing for, you know, for action. Yeah. And I have to ask, like, how did you how did you get into that? Like, cause so, so many people are so afraid of copywriting and they're like, this feels so hard. So I know you have a very natural gift for that. How did you decide that that was going to be the business? So I went to, to university for writing, um, for creative writing. So more like novels, short stories, magazine articles. Um, but 
I knew I didn't want to be a novelist in a bell tower for my career, just angstily writing away. Uh, I, <laughs> I wanted to be a little more involved in corporate America or, you know, in the real, quote unquote, real world. And so um, I was working in marketing and during COVID, as I think a lot of people have the same story, I had a lot of time on my hands to examine Am I happy? Do I do I like my job? Um, and I I had just so much time on my hands, and so uh, I started helping out friends with their websites for free, you know, or I would charge like fifty dollars <laughs> just to get <laughs> just to get some experience. And so I I started doing that, and I realized, hey, I can take my writing skills and apply it to to helping small business owners market their business better with words. And so it, it met a real world need. I mean, it also fulfilled my need to write professionally. I love that. I love that so much. And I'm, I'm such a, I think you and I might've talked about, I was writing a book. Um, and so I'm such a writer myself, but copywriting still feels like an entirely different thing, you know, than like writing a book or writing captions or something like that. So major kudos to you because it's not an easy thing to do. Thank you. Yes. Um, you know, I can kind of just give a little context um, for how it is different than writing a novel yeah. or a caption. Um, so copy, it's, it's a Latin word um, and it means written word. It just means a written word, uh, <laughs> written text. Um, and the first copy that we know of was a book in ancient Babylon that was promoting another book. So, wow. um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 so it's, it's ancient, but the roots of modern copywriting come out of advertising in the 1950s. So if you think of like Mad Men, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, their agency, their copywriters, yeah. um, and so it it came out of uh, advertising and and content writing came out of journalism. Content writing is is writing intended to inspire, educate, entertain, inform, and that's fabulous. That's what most people think of when they think of writing. But copywriting, of course, good copywriting, it makes you entertained and informs you, but you can't stop there. You have to take it to the next level of click here, subscribe here, buy now, sign up. Uh, it, it drives action. Right. I love that. I love that you're sharing the difference because I think a lot of the time as entrepreneurs, we don't really think about that. We hear the word copywriting and we're just like, oh, that's just writing, like that's writing everything. But I, I think that sort of distinguishing factor where you're saying like copywriting is different than content writing. I think it's really important for us to like take note of because you can't write social media captions the same way you write your sales pages. You just can't. And it's like you said, with content writing, you know, you're writing on social media, it's to educate, it's to inspire, it's uh, to entertain and make people laugh or whatever. And not that it can't be to sell and to advertise because it can, but that's a very specific 
type of post, right? That's a very specific type of writing. And your sales page is the same way. It can inspire, it can educate, it can entertain, but it's really focused on selling. And so having that, that distinguishment, I think is really important. And I feel like, I feel like that blurred line between the two is where a lot of people get really tripped up when they are writing their sales pages. Absolutely. And there is a crossover, a huge crossover, like a a caption could be mostly content. And at the end, the last sentence or two is a call to action. Yeah, Probably heard that phrase. And that's what switches it to copywriting or tax on the copy in the end. But when people don't know how to incorporate copywriting into their content writing, that's when you get people saying, nothing I do makes a difference. No one's (laughs) buying my, no one's going from my Instagram to my website and say, well, you just shared a story about your childhood. That's great. I mean, but what do you want people to do? Right. So that's where the frustration comes in is, is exactly right. Like in, in the ambiguity. <laughs> yeah. I, that call to action is so important. And I think too, even the flip side of that, like just the reverse of what you're saying is like, I see people all the time that have people landing on their sales page and they're like, I'm getting the traffic to my sales page, but nobody's buying. And you go look at their sales page and it's like, oh, here's my whole life story of how I got into this thing and why I built this course and, or why I, you know, started this business or whatever. And it's just, it reads like, you know, uh, a biography and then like a how-to for starting a business. And there's never a clear, like, Hey, this is what you're going to get out of working with me. And it costs this much. And here's the buy now button. And we want you to click it. So I think you get, you get both levels of it. Right. And you've got to find that nice mix between like, okay, I understand the difference between content writing and copywriting. And I know when to use both. So maybe can you talk a little bit about that? Like how do people, what's your advice? What's your tips, I guess, for how to go in and out of that, like how to add a proper call to action in your content and how to make sure that your uh, copy on like a sales page is still educational, inspiring, entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that copywriting fills the gap between that's a pretty website or that's a well-designed sales page. And here's my credit card information. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that's the gap. Well, we all have to fill or else we, we are out on the street. So it's, it's definitely a learned skill that comes with practice, but in general, I would say when you're thinking about creating content, I would do 60% content writing and 40% copywriting Mm. because you don't want to oversell. Yeah. You also don't want to undersell. So if you're writing a sales page, it definitely needs to have an about you section that is a little bit more biographical it can have some just fun you know words that aren't like by now but then throughout you need to have sections that are more features and benefits driven which we can talk about and then that's why you see so many buttons on sales pages that say enroll now buy now I'm ready sign me up (laughs) (laughs) you know we've all seen it um is, is because 40% of the words on there need to be um, triggering an action. Yeah, 
I love that. Yeah. I love the 60, 40. I love that you broke that down. Cause I think, I don't know, I'm very type A. You and I were talking about this before I am. We're both very type A people. And so I'm like, just give me the breakdown. Like, well, give me the map, right? Like, what do I need to do specifically? So I love that you break that down that way. Um, but you said something that I want to get into. What's the psychology behind these like lengthy sales pages? You just mentioned, like, we see those really killer sales pages that have like so many enroll now buttons. What's the psychology behind that? Like, why should we be building out these, you know, well thought out long, more lengthy sales pages? Yeah. Like I've seen a trend recently where people are like really complaining about longer sales pages. Um, And I totally get it. I mean, sometimes it's like, just get to the point. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason that uh, you, you go to Jenna Kutcher's course suite on her website, you look at a sales page, they're all long. Uh, yeah, people are like, she's such a good writer. I'm like, no, honey, honey, she has a professional copy. <laughs> You're like, she has like a whole team of people over here. This, you guys. Um, so that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so it's because a sales page needs to speak to multiple different buying personas. Um, Typically, if you're going through the effort of making a sales page, you have a higher ticket item. It's going to be maybe several hundred to a thousand plus dollar course mastermind retreat. And so you have to speak to different buying personas. There's some people who are very emotional buyers. All they need to do is read the tagline and they're like, that's it. That's for me. And then there needs to to be a button at the top that says buy now. And that person is going to buy at the top of the page. I don't need to scroll. So you got them. You're good. But then there's very logical buyers, very hesitant buyers like myself. I'm extremely (laughs) frugal. I'm extremely high strung. And so I'm someone that is before I spend a thousand dollars, I'm going to be reading every single module. What do I learn on week yep. three? Six? How does it apply to my life? How is this going to benefit my business? What are other people saying? So I'm reading all the way down to the bottom and then I'm stepping away. I'm talking it over with my husband. I'm thinking it through. I come back two days later. I read it again and then I buy now. So I'm clicking the buy now button at the bottom of the page. And so the, that entire, all that real estate is, is speaking to the different types of buying personas on the internet. I love that. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time we, where I see, you know, I'm a marketing coach, so I don't write beautiful words on uh, the copy of sales pages like you do, but I can understand that when you're marketing, like you have to market to a variety of people. And I think a lot of the time I see this with a lot of my clients is we get really caught up in wanting to sell to the people who buy the same way that we do. Right. And you get really caught up in that. And so even if you have like an ideal customer avatar and you know who that person is, I think a lot of the time we're like, oh, I'm just selling to my ideal customer avatar And they're going to buy the same way that I buy. They're an emotional buyer or they're a logical buyer or whatever. And we're completely alienating the other types of buyers. And so 
I think it is important that we like recognize that and we go through and I'm always, you know, in the boat of find people to look over your sales pages, like before it launches mm-hmm. who do not buy the same way that you do and like, don't think the same way. So like, I'm super logical. I'm like you, Micah, for sure. Like I'm the person that will read every single word. I want to know what I'm learning. I want to know when the calls are. I want to know everything. Give me all the details. But then I'm, I will easily like go to a friend when I build a sales page, who's is more of an emotional buyer and be like, Hey, would you buy this? Like, if you read this, would you buy this? Like if it was something you needed. And some of the time they're like, well, I don't know. I felt like I had to scroll a lot to like, really like feel it, you know? And I'm like, okay, I got to fix the top of that page. So it is important that you recognize both. Such a good point. I think people are like, well, this speaks directly to my ideal client avatar, who is a 27 year old graphic designer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yes, but there's also another layer of the buying personas within every avatar. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) That can't be ignored. And that's, that's why it's important to study the the psychology of, of sales, uh, separate from the psychology of, of marketing to a person, like an avatar. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm all about creating an ideal customer avatar. I think it's really important for marketing, you know, for social media, for emails, for funnels, for everything that you know who that one person is that you're speaking to. But I think sometimes we get too caught up in it. And it's like you said, it's like my avatar is a 27 year old, you know, female graphic designer in Florida. And it's like, okay, but would you work with like a 28 year old in like Kansas? (laughs) Of course you would. So like, why, if you're getting so caught up in it, you're kind of missing the point. And so I think it's the same thing with the buyer personas and, and really thinking about like, okay, am I making sure I'm covering all my bases on this sales page so that regardless of how they like to buy, I'm making sure that I'm hitting them at a certain point. Oh, absolutely. And, and just to tack on one last thing on that point is that with these higher ticket items, you have to do more objection crushing. So helping people overcome all of the different mental objections that are going to come through. And so you just need a little bit more space to do that. Yep. Um, so I'm sorry, everyone who doesn't like blog sales pages, you can buy it. <laughs> at the top, but you don't have to read them. If you don't want to. Yeah. I think like, if you don't like long sales pages, they probably really weren't for you. Like you're, <laughs> you're probably one of those people who buys more at the top and that's fine. You can still do that. Some people need the long sales pages and all of the details before they'll buy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Calling myself out. <laughs> no. And I always say, if you're really worried about that, one little tip, you can do kind of like jump to menu at the top of the sales yeah. page the anchor points where people can go click right away and jump down to the sections that they really like if I really only care about how much this costs like give them a little button at the top and and have them jump to the cost so they're not getting annoyed exactly yeah there's ways that you can navigate that and maneuver maneuver it right and I just think like too even thinking about because we were talking about that little like sort of bio section of like about you Even thinking like if I go to buy a course or buy into a mastermind or something like that, there are people who 
could care less about you, right? They don't, they don't care about you at all. They don't care who's the instructor or the coach or leading the program. They want to know what they're going to learn. And then on the other hand, there are people who are like, if I'm not in alignment with you and I don't fit with your personality, I can't join this. So I need to know more about you. And so that line of thinking that there are different types of buyers, it really does come into every single piece of your sales pages. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so let's kind of get into some more like tactical stuff with the sales pages. Like what's, what's your advice for just building them out really well? Cause I know, I know we have people right now listening that are like, I hear you. I need the long sales page. I get it. But like, what do I do? So (laughs) what's your advice for like, what do they have to have? What should they avoid? Like, what are your best tips and tricks? So like, there's so many, I'm trying to edit my, I was about to say, that's a very overarching question. That's a lot you could cover. I'm all about like applying things you learn. So let me go through the structure of a strong sales page. And, you know, you are, you audience, you know, listener, you are a smart person. If you're like, I get it, but my sales page just doesn't need this section. It's not working. Take it out, test it ask friends to read it. If it's, if it's converting, that's fine. But having all of these sections is, is not going to hurt you. So these are the main sections. So you want to start by introducing the offer. What is the name of the thing you're selling? Be very clear. Um, Sometimes people get very Mm, they try to be clever. Yeah. Uh, you know, it got this really long name and this really like fancy alliterative tagline and it's confusing. So try and be somewhat straightforward, introduce the offer and put a buy now button at the top and, uh, you know, vis-a-vis our conversation. So <laughs> then you want to have a section that right under that, that um, talks to an unmet need, desire, or problem. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard of like, what's the pain point? That's, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) But then there's, there's always going to be people who are like, I'm like a calligrapher for luxury wedding guests. It's not really a problem. Um, I'm selling a course to help you design your wedding invitations. Well, you know what? It doesn't have to be a problem. There, there's so many things that people want. Uh, people want status. They want their guests to think they are classy and elegant. They want more time. They want more freedom. So try not to just be like, I don't solve a problem. You do. Everyone wants something in this life that they don't have. You Um, offer a solution. That's a better word. You offer a solution. (laughs) Yes. And so this is the section that goes, have you ever felt dot, 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 like you're drowning in client work, like you keep getting ghosted, like you can't work on the business because you're so busy working in the business. So we're painting a picture of that issue. Then you want to... This can be moved around a little bit, but this is typically a good place to put the about you section. 
And you're introducing yourself as the guide to solving that problem. They're the hero. This is a, um, a Donald Miller concept. Yep, love um, him. <laughs> he's amazing. He, he wrote the book Story Brand, highly recommend. But you are positioning yourself as the guide to solving those aforementioned problems. And yes, you wanna give an overview of who you are and in your business, but don't forget to be specific about how your expertise relates to this course or this, um, this issue. So if you look again, I'll mention Jenna Kutcher. She, she is like a general overarching marketing guru. But if you go on her photography course sales page, the about bio focuses more on her experience with photography. So if, you know, Haley, like you do a lot of different things, but if you're selling a course in one specific thing about marketing, make sure this bio uh, speaks to that thing. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so then you want to formally introduce the offer again in more detail and present it as the obvious solution to the problem. So here you're gonna to wanna to talk about the features, the what. So this is six, six video modules, three live training calls and a library of PDF downloads. I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yep, and the then, <laughs> yeah. Literally, what is it? And sometimes people don't include this and it makes me, it drives me bonkers because I'm like, <laughs> what, like, what is this thing? <laughs> so don't forget that. Then you also want to talk about the benefits. So in these modules, like by the end of this module, you'll learn how to get 10 hours back of your time every week to spend with your kids. That is a benefit. Exactly. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? Uh, and so you want to talk about both of those. And then I would include a section that has kind of an, an overview of the, of the different, of the curriculum. So just kind of giving a summary of week one, you learn this, week two, you learn this, or if it's a mastermind, um, yeah, kind of talk through the general overview of, of the topics you're going to cover, things like that. Um, and again, you can use your discretion for how that would apply to the thing you're selling. But like if, you know, the conference we went to, they had the schedule. Uh, they had an overview of what the speakers were going to talk about. So make sure to include that. And then we want to do the investment section, which a lot of people are really scared to write. Uh, <laughs> price. Hey, it, it costs money. It's okay. Yeah, uh, gotta make just, money. You know what? You gotta do it. It's good. People want to buy things. We love buying things. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all good. So, so include, if you have a payment plan, include the details for that. Put lots of buttons, buy now, buy now. Um, and this is one thing I want to uh, encourage you to avoid. And, and different copywriters will, will say different things on this, but in my professional opinion, I would avoid fake value pricing. And this is where you go, this course is valued at 
$5,000, but I'm giving it to you for a thousand dollars. And they'll go through this this is worth 500 and then cross it out. But I'm giving it for 200. I get why people do that. But the thing is, how do, how do I know what this module is actually valued at? Because if it was really valued at $5,000, you would be selling it at $5,000. <laughs> but you're, you're telling me you can't get anyone to buy it for $5,000. Yeah. So, so fake discounting on a sales page, um, I would say it's not the appropriate time and place. If you want to run, run a discount during like launch or like pre-sale, go for it. But I would... I would be pretty straightforward and honest about the the pricing. Does that make sense? It does. It absolutely <laughs> does. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're getting to the bottom of the page, I promise. So <laughs> next you want to do a lead qualifying section. And this is the section that says, this course is right for you if dot, 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 you are a female identifying entrepreneur in the photography space. You've been in business two plus years. You have the time and commitment to meet every week for 30 minutes. Um, it helps people understand if they're the right fit. You don't wanna waste their time and they don't wanna waste your time, so tell them. And another thing to avoid here that I've seen, it's kind of a nasty trend is when people kind of like pad this section and they go, this course is right for you if, you like making money and being happy. <laughs> That's like everybody on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a human being and you want more freedom, you breathe air. <laughs> <laughs> well, who wouldn't want that? You know, so be honest because your course shouldn't be for everyone on the planet. Yes. <laughs> help people understand if if they're spending their money wisely because if you don't do that they're going to resent you yes so exactly and then you want a final call to action one last oomph of are you ready to say goodbye to burnout and hello to confidence click here okay and then you want to have an faq section with some of the less glamorous copy. <laughs> How does the payment plan work? Do I get instant access? Um, what's your return policy? Things like that. Um, and then sprinkle some testimonials throughout um, and definitely have some at the end as well. So that is the structure of a good sales page. I love it. I love it. I love that you broke it down like so specifically. Because I think a lot of times we talk about sales pages and stuff and it's just like, oh, make sure you have lots of calls to action and testimonials and make sure they know you're solving a problem. And then people are like, I hear you, but like, where do I put that in there? You know, it's like, I don't even know what should go first or how much I should talk about the features or whatever. So I love that you broke this down. I know it was a little bit long, but we were just talking about how sales pages are supposed to be long. So it's fine. Um, but I love that you broke it down because it gave people like a framework and I'm all about a framework. I'm all about like, give me a template that I can work off of. And that's what this is. And I think if you take that and apply it, it gets a lot easier because if you're like, okay, I have to fill two sections talking about benefits. 
then you'll, you'll figure out how to fill them. But if you start a sales page and you go, okay, somewhere on here, I'm going to have to talk about the benefits. Then it's like, you almost don't even know what to say. And you're just sort of paralyzed to actually build it out, you know? Yeah. And you can try it kind of just read a lot of them, but just because, because everyone has a different flair and a slightly different offer, it's hard to get a sense of the actual formula that they used. Um, And copywriting is, is based on form formulas. That's why I call it an art and a science. Yes. So once you have the basic formula down, you can really make something great. Yeah, absolutely. So just kind of starting to close this out a little bit. What are your like final tips for the actual writing when they're building out all of these incredible sections? And then what's maybe some things they need to avoid? Yeah, thank, I'm so glad you asked. So um, the first overarching thing is clarity over cleverness. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's so tempting. Oh my gosh. I mean, I love writing. I'm, I'm all about like alliteration and like funny word like a pun Um, if you give me an acronym I just it makes me so happy oh my gosh yes so but first of all we we want to be clear yes clear copy sells better than vague copy Uh, we've all we've all gone to a website that's like I'm a female empowerment embodiment specialist for goddesses looking for transformation (laughs) Like what yeah, does that mean? I think you're a health coach. Like <laughs> I think you're a health coach. <laughs> and you know what? If that's what you truly are. Okay, but you're you're, just, you're gonna see a lot more inquiries when you when you clarify. Um, and so keep that in mind. Next, um, the customer is the hero, not you. Yes. Um, it's your business. You're absolutely fabulous, but don't compete with the customer. Um, put them first and position yourself as the guide. Um, and then I would say, think of, think of your sales page and really every copy, all the copy you write as a roadmap. Don't let them get to the end of a page or a section and not know what to do next. Um, it needs to have momentum. In, in this case, can also be incorporated in the design. Use arrows, use, um, keep it flowing, um, use buttons to take people to the next thing that, that you want them to do. But, but don't ever let someone get to the bottom of the page, not know where to go next and so, uh, X out. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I would also say, this is very, these are some very tactical things. Break up sections um, of, of words of copy with headers, so headlines, subheadlines, um, and then bold, bold things, italicized things, use different fonts. I mean, within reason, don't go crazy. Yeah, within reason. <laughs> Oh, this is use like papyrus. All of um, our branding designers are cringing right now. They're like, oh my gosh. But like two fonts. Okay, like two fonts. There you go. You know, <laughs> the headline versus the body. Um, and then because people are skimmers. Yeah. And the best copywriters in the world write 
for skimmers because humans have short attention spans. So you want to bold things and have big headlines because if they get nothing else, at least they'll get that, right? And then when it comes to the body copy, so the, par the paragraph copy, um, make sure that you're left aligning it and not center aligning it. So a good rule of thumb is if it's more than three sentences, left align it. The human eye can read left aligned copy 10 times easier than center aligned copy. Uh, and that, that's because of how we're taught to read in the Western world. We, we read in an F-shaped pattern. And so the eye is always, always drawn to the, the words on the left of the screen. So um, when, when you have like 10 sentences and they're all center aligned, it's really exhausting for the eye. Yeah. And people aren't going to so read interesting. it. Oh my gosh. Never even thought about that. I'm such a nerd, but it's true. No, I love it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, use bullet points, especially if you can do a, three bullet points. People love lists of three. They've done study after study. We, we love the number three. Uh, and so if you can give three benefits, three features, three steps, uh, you know, um, it, it's it's, it is what it is. I don't, it's just, we just love it. So, so don't use seven, use three. I know, we're um, like, I don't know why this is, but it is. <laughs> like we're weird, but just go with it. So, <laughs> uh, and then lastly, I would say, uh, have fun, trust yourself, ask your friends to read it for you, uh, and then trust the data. Uh, that's another big difference between copywriting and content writing. If you're writing a novel, it, you know, it's very emotion-based, but with copy, try and take the emotion out as much as you can, test it, see what's working. Uh, if you have a, you know, try different headlines, which one converts more, then that's the right headline. It doesn't really matter if you like the other one better. And like, if, it, if the other one is more fun or clever, if people are buying more with the other headline, that's the one you should go with. <laughs> Sales pages are for selling. <laughs> yes. So, so numbers don't lie. Feelings lie. Numbers don't lie. So try and put on your, your copywriter hat and, um, and go with that and, and trust the numbers, trust your gut and have fun. I love it. I love it. Yes. Those were perfect like tips to wrap up with. Um, I love this conversation because I think it's just like, I just think this is one of those things where we we talk about it all the time. Like we talk about our sales pages all the time, but we never really break down like what it should look like and what it needs to look like. So I'm so grateful that you broke it all down. I even like learned a few things myself that I'm like, oh, I should like go fix that on some things. So it's always so interesting hearing like the science behind it and the psychology behind it. And I think when you hear that, it puts it in perspective that it's like, Oh, now I get it. Like now I understand why I need this, right? Right. Absolutely. And it, it's a it's an important piece of the puzzle. Um, and good copywriting really is the reason behind a, a big part of the reason behind these huge launches that you'll hear about from people like Amy Porterfield, Jenna Kutcher, X. XYZ. Um, it's not the only part. Obviously, they have a big audience, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it's a huge part. And so that let that just be an encouragement of like, 
I can master this and it can absolutely help my next launch. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Copywriting is, it's not a joke. Like it's, it's (laughs) legit. Like you need good copywriting. (laughs) You cannot have the best pictures and go use like stock photography, but if you have great copy, it's going to sell. So, um, I love this conversation. This was so good. Before we like wrap up and close out, I always love closing out the show with our rapid fire round, which is just some like quick, fun questions. Um, you know, we'll roll through them really fast, but just like fun things that I, I like to know, I think our audience likes to know it sparks some ideas for them. So are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me with it. Let's do it. All right. What is one thing that you do every day? So this can be a piece of your morning routine or a habit or practice, whatever you want that just makes you feel alive and on fire. I have, this is, I have an organic pop tart from whole foods every day. (laughs) I love it. It makes me feel like I'm eating a salad because it's whole foods. I love Um, it. It's still fancy. Uh, and so I, it's like, so cr- like crunchy and warm out of the toaster with my coffee. And I just sit at the table and I don't talk to anyone. I just enjoy it. Um, and it kind of gets me in a good headspace for the day ahead. I love that. I love that so much. I, it just makes me happy. Like how many of us always say like breakfast foods or like coffee or snacks or like something like that, where it's just like, what would we do without food? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, need all the yummy treats to get you through the day. Uh, what is the last book or podcast that you loved? I just read A Court of um, Thorns and Roses. Um, gosh, the author's name is slipping past me, but um, it was fantasy. I don't read a lot of fantasy, but I had it it recommended to me. And so it was actually really fun. It was about fairies. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So if you, if you've always wanted to try fantasy, like just give it a shot. It's, it's quirky, but it totally, I mean, I have to read kind of, I don't read a lot of nonfiction because I'm, I'm writing nonfiction every day for work. Yeah. I like to just read like like something totally different. And this is definitely different. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I read just like business and self-help books, like all the time. So every once in a while, something on a bookshelf, like catches my eye. That's not that it's like fantasy or, you know, sci-fi or whatever. And I'm like, huh, we'll try it. You never like, you never know. It it almost always ends up being pretty good. So I love that. That's awesome. Um, if someone asked your advice on their next investment for their business, what would you tell them to do or buy? So what is like an investment that you just think is totally worth it or like a tool that you love using or something like that? I would say Calendly premium, um, or, or some sort of like acuity, like uh, scheduling tool. Um, I think when I, Upgraded to premium where it lets you customize like the calendar page and set when people can book it when they can't. Um, it it really streamlined my client experience and it, it resulted in more bookings just because people were able to move through the steps so much 
smoother. So uh, if you have the, the money, I would definitely just invest in a year's worth of um, like a premium scheduling tool. I love that. That's a great recommendation. I think everybody should have a scheduling tool in general, but yeah, I love, I love that you tried the premium and it like worked for you. That's awesome. Yeah. And zoom premium too. If you have a lot of meetings, (laughs) I think I didn't have that at one point. And like there was, it like kicked off my client and I instantly bought the premium. It was so embarrassing. Like that only has to happen once. And then you're like, here's my credit card. Thank you. Never do this to me again. (laughs) Uh, So I, I feel you. I get it. Uh, We are all about celebrating other women in business here at Feels on Fire. So who is one other woman that you love to follow or love to learn from, or just want to give a shout out to? Oh, I love this. Um, I really love Lizette Harrington. Um, She runs a brand and web design company called Mila Design Co. Um, You can find her on Instagram. I follow her. So if you want to search through, through me, you can find her, but um, she's just really kind. She shows up um, as herself very genuinely and she, her content makes me, makes me happy. I love that. We're always looking for more, more genuine people to follow. So I love that so much. That's awesome. Um, And then last question, what is, and this is a toughie, what is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Okay. Well, you know, there's so, so many, but I, know. <laughs> I would say, um, love the thing that loves you back. Um, what I that like means that. like to me is I've always been really multi-passionate. So I was an art major for a while. I, I, <laughs> I actually have a German minor. I love, I lived in Germany. Um, I I love international relations and interior design and all of these different things. So I always felt really lost. Um, So like, what do I want to pursue professionally? And I remember my mom just said, well, where do you feel the wind at your back? What loves you back? Like what, what is obvious that like, you are good at this (laughs) Uh, and people want this from you. Uh, And when I really thought about it, I was like, it's copywriting. And I love that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I love that advice. And I think you're like preaching in the choir here that most of us in this community are so multi-passionate. And so it is hard. Like when you have all these different ideas, all these different passions, and you don't know which direction to go. So I love that advice. That's so great. Oh, such a good share. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. Moms are the best. Yeah. All right. Tell everybody where they can find you. Where can they follow along? And I think you have a really fun quiz for them. Yes. So you can find me at blossomcopy.com. Uh, and I have a brand voice quiz on there that will help you define your brand voice and give you a, a list of words that you can download to use that are in alignment with your brand voice. So take that. It's really fun. It takes like five minutes. Um, and then you can also follow me on Instagram at Blossom Copy. Or if you're, if you're a Pinterest person, I'm on Pinterest as well at Blossom Copy. I love that. Oh, I love Pinterest. Uh, <laughs> I love that so much. We will put all of those links 
and the show notes. So head over to the show notes to grab some fun goodies and access Micah's quiz and take that and see where it leads you. Definitely go give her a follow. Micah, thank you so much, seriously, just for your time and for being just so open and like descriptive with what you know about the psychology behind things and like what works and what doesn't. And just like being so willing and transparent to, to help and, and really try to help other business owners. I think that's just such a genuine quality in people that I admire so much. So I just appreciate your time and and you joining us on here today. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for this time. Don't forget to head over to the show notes at femalesonfirepodcast.com to grab bonus content from our guests, support the show, or grab your Females on Fire swag. If you loved this episode, give us a quick shout out on Instagram by tagging at Females on Fire. And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a brand new episode to keep you fired up for those big dreams.